You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Gramps Salvation comes for Evelyn and her kids in the form of their traumatized and grieving neighbor Emmett, who has set up camp in an abandoned factory. For safety, they hide inside a furnace with a towel placed against the latch to both muffle sound and prevent locking themselves in. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest movie news and TV news from around the industry. We bring you our review of A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella, which is available on Disney Plus Premier Access. So let us dive into the latest reviews. And now on to our review of The Quiet Place Part 2. The Quiet Place Part 2 is directed by John Krasinski once again, just like the first one. Except this time, he has sole writing credit. Now before I say the plot, I will say that if you have not yet seen the first Quiet Place, you'll probably get some spoilers for that movie, because this movie picks up exactly where that film leaves off. So if you have not yet seen that film, that's your warning. Following the events at the home, the Abbott family, led by Emily Blunt, now faces the terrors of the outside world, forced to venture into the unknown. They realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. The first Quiet Place was so good, it has become the go-to reference whenever anyone talks about high-concept horror. inevitably brought up at some point during the conversation of horror films. 
And so to make a sequel to that, I can imagine was a daunting task. And I thought this film was excellent. The first film was very tense and very suspenseful. All throughout the concept of monsters that hunt by sound, and you have to be very quiet, was a genius idea for a horror film. And that's executed once again extremely well here. And it's similar to the first in that it is very simple. The characters have to go to a place and get a thing. Some people are trying to go to another place and get a thing. And there's really all you need for a film like this. It's so execution-based and it's entirely about tension. And Krasinski pulls off what I think is one of the better horror sequels I've ever seen. I think it's really, really good. I loved everything about the film. This is exactly the kind of movie that I wanted it to be. And it surprised me. Gave me ideas I didn't expect. The performances were once again magnificent. Emily Blunt can do no wrong. But Millicent Simmons and Noah are both fantastic. Especially Simmons in a very featured role. And I only watched the teaser for the movie. So I didn't realize that Murphy was going to have a substantial role. I knew he was in the movie. But he gets a lot of attention in this movie. Like he's a front and center character. And I love him. And he's phenomenal. Every everyone is and one of the biggest reasons the actors are so great in both of these movies is because they rely so much on silent communication and visual storytelling and so that's like meat and potatoes for an actor to not have to communicate everything through dialogue and just simply have looks sign language and body language and that kind of thing can be very exciting for a great actor and they're all so so good in the film but honestly the star of the film is John Krasinski this is a masterfully directed movie. He should be incredibly happy with this film. This was shot in 35mm film. And you can tell every frame in this movie looks like the kind of films that excited me when I was a kid. If I had seen this when I was 13, it would have been one of those movies that made me want to go out my backyard with a camera and make films. Tight, compact scenes that start right when they should end. When they should and end right when they should. The suspense is always at a high. Characters is always favored with the monster action happening around them. He doesn't treat the monsters like their spectacle. He always frames the spectacle within the same image as his characters. Very rarely does he just cut to like epic shots of destruction or anything like that. If there is things like that in the film, and there are the characters are always in the foreground. The characters are the focus when it comes to horror movies that pick up right where the last one left off. I always think of Halloween 2, the original. More than night, he came home, and if they can pull that off, then you have this great double feature. You can always have, in the future, In Quiet Place 1 and 2, back-to-back, are going to be like the greatest three-hour suspense movie. I'm so satisfied with Krasinski's work. Here, the opening sequence is easily one of my favorite openings in a horror movie. I don't really consider this... <coughs> Consider this a spoiler because it isn't every single trailer showing day one of the event would be a completely different film. It would be a mass hysteria, whereas cutting to much later you allow the characters to understand the world and they know how to survive, and they kind of get the rules. Now this film's opening sequence is day one, and it's riveting. Krasinski, please continue to make films. I mean, do whatever you want, but you got to make more movies like this, man. This was everything I wanted it to be. I was so satisfied with the character's work. The suspense is always really white-knuckled. The monsters are amazing again. He shows them, you know, what they look like. But the characters are always in the forefront. 
I really truly had to pick my brain and be annoyed with myself for thinking this deeply about a film's potential flaws. The only thing I can really think of is that the ending of the film, which I quite like, is not necessarily as emotionally resonant as the ending of the first. That's all I can come up with this film. It gave me everything I wanted. If you love the first, you're going to love this one, too. I'm going to give Quiet Place 2 and a good watching this movie. I really felt like, okay, this is a theater experience. This is something that I'm so glad I got to see in a theater. It was very smart for them to hold off and not release this during COVID. Seeing it in the theater was worth the wait. If you get a chance to see it in the theater, I highly suggest you guys do that. our review of Disney's Cruella. Cruella is directed by Craig Gillespie, the man behind I, Tanya, <coughs> and Lars and the Real Girl. A movie you should see if you've never seen it. It's so weird and I love it. The film is set in 1970s London amidst the punk rock revolution. It involves a young grifter named Estella, played by Emma Stone. She dreams of being a fashion designer, but she spends her days being a petty thief. But when Estella's flair for fashion catches the eye of Baroness Von Hellman, played by Emma Thompson, a fashion legend, their relationship sets in motion a course of events that will lead Estella to embrace her wicked side and become Cruella de Vil. I'm going to be completely blunt. I didn't care about this movie at all. I didn't want to see it. I'm kind of done with Disney live-action stuff. So many of them have been bad to mediocre. A couple of them are okay. Some of them are actually kind of good. But I just can't get excited for them anymore. I just can't. I just can't look forward to them anymore. And I don't know if it's because I'm becoming some old crusty sack. Or maybe they've just mostly been kind of bad lately. Especially Mulan. And I knew nothing about the film. I thought it was rated PG. It's not. It's PG-13. I thought it was a super family movie. It's not. It's got some dark stuff in there. I just thought it was yet another Disney property. And yeah, sure it is. You know, they're going to probably make more if this is successful. But Craig Gillespie directs with a considerable amount of energy. Too much energy, actually. Sometimes the scenes move too quickly. And it feels like he could have waited a little bit longer. But I mean, the movie is already over two hours long, so I understand why. It's as quick as it is, but the film moves surprisingly well, and it doesn't feel like any other Disney films to me. I mean, of course, I'm not like extremely well-versed in every movie they've ever released, but it felt more like The Devil Wears Prada with a darker tinge to it. And I really liked The Devil Wears Prada, and so I appreciated that this movie seemed like it was taking a few risks, and that if it does have some very dark stuff, there are some scenes that would greatly bother children. There's death in it, and there's a considerable amount of implied violence. And I know that a lot of parents will probably not like a few scenes in the movie. But I thought they were... cool. Emma Stone is good as Cruella. I liked her quite a bit. I had to get away from the fact that I always associate Glenn Close with this character from live action. But she's very good in the film. I guess Glenn Close is actually a producer on the movie, which is kind of cool. 
really the star of this movie and the person who steals every scene she's in is Emma Thompson. I can imagine that having both of your leads named Emma is probably a little annoying on set, but she's amazing in the film. She's one of the best Disney villains in a long time. She's a ruthless, rent, relentless, absolutely horrible human being. The stuff that she does, and that's implied that she has done, is up in what worked so well about the movie for me was the mentor-student relationship between young Estella and Baroness von Helmen. The desperation in Estella trying to please her, trying to impress her with designs and ideas for fashion in something that really anyone can relate to if you want to create something. When you're trying to impress people who are in positions of power that you feel you need to impress to do what you want to do for a living. And the twists and turns the movie takes, some of them I expected absolutely 100%. There's a few things where I'm like, of course, yeah, obviously, but there was one thing that honestly I did not expect. And I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. So that's good. The movie had a pace to it. That was infectious, the costume design is also beautiful, and there are some things that I'm just always going to notice. There's always going to trigger something to me, a memory of some kind that I'm always going to pay attention to. And one of those things is when GoldenEye sound effects or sound effects that were used in GoldenEye 64 are in movies. And there's absolutely a hundred... There's a gasp from a female character when she's teased in this film that is definitely the same sound effect used in GoldenEye 64. And every time they use a sound effect that was in GoldenEye 64 in a movie, I'm going to point it out without a doubt. The thing about the film that bothered me the most is its incredible aggressive soundtrack. All the songs are obviously hit songs from the 70s, but it's almost con constant. It reminded me of Suicide Squad where songs were very heavily relied on to create a feel. When at times the movie really didn't need to revert to a song, but there are so many uses of classic songs from this era, and it started to grate on my nerves a little bit, because I felt like the movie was overly relying on that. It wasn't really creating its own tone or own feel sometimes, and just hoping the songs would do all the heavy lifting, and there are plenty of things in the movie that I could see Disney purists getting upset about. People who think that it has to lead into the animation, in a specific way, or like something that she did in the cartoon has to be reflected here, or they change the thing, or they switch something around, and I don't like how they did that. I could see that people who really want things to all stay the same and don't want to see anything new, I could see them getting upset by that. And with every Disney movie, there's always that part of me that's like, oh yeah, they're setting up something there. And that didn't really need to be in the movie, but they just shoehorn that stuff in. Just for the sequels and for the IP, and there's always going to be parts of me that notice these things. But it happens, man. I mean, that's how a lot of these things get made. You have to kind of convince someone else that there's potential for more development. And it's really hard to do that, because sometimes when you're trying to focus on making just one good movie, you can almost tell, feel like, oh, that's where somebody told Gillespie to put a scene in. He probably didn't want to do that, but that's in there now because he had to. I don't know, of course, I don't know if that's true, but there's just certain moments that feel like they're there because somebody told them to put it there. This movie surprised me. I mean, maybe it's because I had the lowest of the low expectations and I just didn't really care to see the movie at all, but I'm actually going to recommend it. I think you guys should see it. It's on Disney Plus right now for $30, but you can also see it in theaters. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Let us know your thoughts on this episode and the topics we covered. Send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show. Like us on Facebook. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search Cinema Gold Show on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And send us a comment or a concern about the show. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema gold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinema gold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.